0: Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we've got Steve Ray in the house. In the house.
1: <laughs> Out in the country. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: In the farmhouse.
0: Well, when you pulled up last night, to, you you spoke f- to our cluster parishes last night, and great, great talk. I mean, it was yes. awesome. The turnout, everybody was there. I mean, it was just a great time. And, but the first thing you said as soon as you got out of the car was, well, You guys live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and even
1: coming here, I got I was on the phone with you and you're telling me go past the stop sign and then turn right when you find the first dead skunk on the road, turn left, and then you'll see six cows in the field and you're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost there.
0: You're almost there. Waving at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> look for the Catholic Church on the hill. <laughs> yeah, none of
1: what you said is a lie. That's true. Nope. <laughs> All of that is true. No, you you guys really do live way, way, way out here. Mm. And and it's delightful. What a great way to raise it a family. Is. It's a blessing.
3: Yeah.
2: Tony actually quoted someone a long time ago, uh, <laughs> and I can't remember the source except for Tony. Yeah. Um, and that is there are more saints created in rural uh, yeah, parts of the world, seventy like yeah. percent. Yeah, from the rural. I had lunch side
1: of with world. one today. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Monsignor senior Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. He was from Rowena. He was telling yes, me his story of growing up there. And yes, I was raised in the country too on a little mm-hmm. farm, so I feel mm-hmm. like right at home. There's hope for all there. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, uh, these
0: <laughs> saints, most saints come out of rural areas, and then most times when Mary appears to somebody, it's usually they're not very intelligent, or usually, so, uh, usually uh, it's the
1: females <laughs> that are the more the saints than males. So it's like, oh. wait well, you know, I, 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 there's yeah. an interesting thing about that with who the uh, Mary appears to. She was only 15 years old, and she lived way out at, off the main road there in a go. small, mm-hmm. unknown village. Yeah. And an angel came to speak to her when she was 15. I think she feels much more comfortable with young, innocent people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of course. And uh, look at who she's come to in Fatima and, and um, right. Lourdes and all these different places, and Guadalupe, too. You're and right. Goes to it's the it's way out people. there now. You know better than I. I've only
3: been there once. You've yeah. been there. How many times? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> Literally, where Mary was. You know, oh, grew up. And yeah. I've been to
1: Nazareth two hundred mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I still get goosebumps and the hair goes up when I'm in front of that cave where she lived. Yes, and and I tell people that's where Mary lived right here, and this is where the angel met her. Hmm. And on the mm. and when she said yes, this is where the word became flesh. It didn't happen in Bethlehem. It happened here, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that's why on the altar it says in Latin, "The word became flesh here." Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you don't mm-hmm. get, and that's where the first words of the Rosary were spoken. Hail, All right? It didn't say Mary. It said hail, full of grace. Yeah. Khariteomene mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a Greek word, but. Um, she was the only and, one in the room, so it was referring to her. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 But I think that might be why she feels so comfortable coming to young children and simple people because mm-hmm. she herself was, is a very simple person mm-hmm. in a way.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm makes a lot of sense well it's awesome to have you here well thank you glad, glad to, to you. be yeah. here thanks though. for making the trip glad yeah. to be here
1: I, uh, when I got invited to come to Denton to uh, give talks there and then you guys called and said hey as long as you're out there we're just uh, hop hop, skipping a jump away yeah. Yeah. So it's like four, skip, little did you skip, know skip 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 <laughs> skip <laughs> skip <laughs> jump so jump, so jump, said, jump Yeah, jump let's, right let's do it that'll be fun so I've yeah. enjoyed yeah. Th- being here three hours of jumping
0: and you made it here well
2: last night after you gave the talk and you did a great job I must say uh <clears throat> you know you kind of pull a few uh pull a little moisture out of my eye and uh <laughs> out here in dry west Texas but uh
3: mr convert here <laughs> uh, yeah I'm a
2: convert as well and uh I will tell you that there were many people last night and this morning actually texting me uh about your talk and about the impact that you've had uh, so it's awesome to see there was a bunch of people in the room uh that are actually becoming converts, yeah. And so to hear your story, I think is a great impact. Uh, I want to ask you though, um, now that you're not in front of you know a couple hundred people, and we got you all to ourselves, uh, you were you were Baptist yes, raised in a great home. Uh, it, can you go back to that? I don't know if it's the moment of metanoia or that moment that you had where you said you went out and you had long hair and <laughs> bell bottom pants and.
1: I was 17 years old, and I, I graduated from high school in 1973, so I was right in the middle of that whole cultured, cultural change with the mm-hmm. Beatles and the Rolling Stones and all of the Woodstock. I didn't go there, but my best friend went to Woodstock, uh, all that craziness. I was in the middle of. It. I had long hair down on my shoulders, bell bottom blue jeans. I was a rebel. I had decided I wasn't going to be a Christian two years earlier when I was fifteen because the Christian kids I knew weren't cool, mm. and they and I found a whole new group of friends that were. And but, like Paul says. Bad company corrupts good morals, which mm-hmm. is why it's great schooling, homeschooling your kids because you have some control over mm-hmm. who they spend their time with. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember Billy Graham came on the ra- on radio or television. I don't remember which it was, and I, I, just, I just got hit. Boy, the Lord just hit me that day. Mm-hmm. And when I heard Billy Graham, I always had a soft spot for the Lord in my life. And when I heard him say, that God has a plan for your life. And he just had such a wonderful way of preaching that it just drew you in. My mm-hmm. mother, in 1953, became a Christian because of Billy Graham hearing him and her and my dad. So when I was 17, I, my mom was smart. She had the K- Christian radio on all the time. Mm-hmm. She used to say, my kids will catch it even if it's by osmosis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, sure enough, that night um, – Billy Graham was on, and George Beverly Shea sang, mm-hmm. Just as I am, without one plea. Oh, that just that got me, and I ran out, didn't want my mom and dad to see me affected by Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> And I walked down Napier Road in Canton, Michigan, out in the country, and I just said, Jesus, tonight I'm giving my whole life to you. Mm-hmm. And that was the most important moment of my life. I, everything – goes back to that moment and it was the trajectory where you, just, you shoot a rocket it has a certain trajectory and that was set the trajectory for my life mm-hmm. and here i am when i'm now i'm almost 70 so what was that 57 60 57 53 years later mm-hmm. yeah. here i am still on that trajectory mm-hmm
3: how can we replicate Amazing. that? I mean, everybody's story is personal, of course. But yeah.
1: many Catholics,
3: they know the doctrine, they know the catechesis, they know the teaching, but they know about Jesus. But you encounter Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. How can we bring that about, make that a focus and
1: emphasis? I think exactly what you guys are doing. Because you you, ha- you can plant the seed and you can set the stage, but you can't. You can't crawl inside the person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So you plant the seed. You guys are doing this. How do? How many people? You have no idea. Maybe the number of people that you're affecting in the same way, or with your own kids. Your own kids are the most important mission field. Forget Rome boys. Yeah, you're right. Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. If if it's a choice between raising your kids right and making sure they're right, or spending your time doing this. Mm-hmm quit the Rome boys and take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you're, you're doing mm-hmm. both. That's wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. But you know my point yes, is I that have. your family is your first mission field. Yes, absolutely. And the kids will – I think that I was able to have that experience because I saw the reality of it in my mom and dad. And I saw my dad and mom really love Jesus, and they were serious about it. And, yeah, they fought once in a while, and they weren't perfect. But there was always that great love of Jesus and pride of being a Christian – and so that affected us, mm-hmm. you know. And and my three brothers are all the same. Yeah. One of them has become Catholic. The other one is just a good evangelical. But um, it was the f- it was living in that family, and then hearing Billy Graham. So I think raising kids that way, giving them that environment, and being real yourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not being fake for one minute. Being mm-hmm. real. Be totally mm-hmm. honest with the kids yeah. about things. And if the priest is long winded, and I mean, I remember saying, man. That, it, pastor was sure long-winded, didn't have anything to say today. Mm-hmm. And the kids would say, Dad, that's, you're right. They appreciated I was honest with them. Yeah. And then when yeah. I talked to them about other things, they knew I was being honest with yeah, them. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's a great point. And it was a, it was a uh, just a way of being real with the kids mm-hmm. and using every experience I, for teaching moments. I remember when we were coming home and my daughter, my oldest one, who's – now, a PhD in philosophy, and we were coming home late one night because we lived out in the country when I raised the kids. Because we homeschooled, we had to live in the country because it was illegal in Michigan oh, to homeschool, it's hard and to believe they could put been. us in jail and taken our kids and put them in foster homes for educational neglect. We were pioneers wow. of this. Yeah. And one day we were, we moved out in the country, bought an old farmhouse, and disappeared for five years until it became legal. But we came home one night at late, and there was a car parked in the corn. You know, the the two track out to the cornfield. Hmm and i saw that car and i knew what was going on in that car cuz i was a rebellious teenager once you know <laughs> and so my daughter and me the car is dark and so i i this i said this is a great t- teaching moment for mm-hmm. my god. so i pull up behind the car and i put on the bright lights and there's two bare butts in the back window oh my god and the station wagon so I just left the lights on, and I went, beep, uh-huh. and you watch those two kids get dressed in the back of that car real fast with the oh. back window all steamed up. Oh, my, oh my And then I, my daughter said, what, what are you doing, Dad? What are they doing, Dad? And was <laughs> about seven years old. So I backed out, and I let them go. I said, we'll talk about it in the morning because it's late, but I said, I want you to think about it between now and then. So we got up the next morning. And she came down very thoughtful. And she said, Dad, I think I know what they were doing in the car. Oh. <laughs> I said, what were they doing? She said, Dad, we have chickens and rabbits and goats, and I know what they do. And then babies come. Wow. Oh, and
3: yeah. I said, you're like right. That age. And I, I said,
1: now, let me ask you this question. Do you think that girl feels like a princess this mm-hmm. morning? Do you think she feels special? No. She was embarrassed by the whole thing. I said, do you, why would she let a boy do that? Probably because she doesn't have a father who loves her
4: mm-hmm.
1: and is a good example. And and she feels that because she doesn't have a dad who loves and approves her, she has to go find a boy to do that, yeah. yep. a male figure. And he said, oh, if you really love me, you'll let me do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, well, I do. And, then, and I said, now, what if she's gotten gonorrhea or syphilis? <laughs> do you think if he had that, he's warned her ahead of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what if she gets AIDS now? Because of that? and even worse, what if she's pregnant now? Is that boy going to take care of that baby? Or yeah. was And my daughter saying, "Dad, that's." She was just that rocked her world yeah. thinking about that, yeah. and so then I always talked to her about those things. So later on, when she got older, her friends tried to, even though they were good. Christian friends they still tried to entice her to do things and she said my dad told me all about that
4: mm.
1: I will never do that so she said that the the very fact that I was honest with her about all those mm-hmm. things even from a young age mm. she said that was so impress- impactful to me hmm. that she said, that's why I never did any of those things the other kids did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially from a father to a daughter. A father to At a daughter. At least what I have. Yeah. Like
3: My sons are a little bit more challenging. They want to be a little bit more adventurous, yep. rebellious. So the daughters are like totally listening. Like it's just – It was the opposite in solid. our family. Okay. Our son
1: was totally compliant and okay. easy to do. And our daughters <laughs> were stubborn. And I, right. I used to <laughs> – they were, they my two of them especially. Yeah, <laughs> I had to be on my toes, and yeah. I tell them, "You're never going to beat me. You're uh. never going to beat me. I love you too much to let you get away with anything." Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now um, they are grateful. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I would say that,
2: that our father-in-law, we share a mutual father-in-law, uh, Tony and I, and he was all, you know, the week that we were uh, getting married, uh, my wife and I. I was riding in the, in the car with Steve, my father-in-law, and I asked him. It was just him and me, and we were on our way to, to go fishing. And I said, you raised two really good kids, two really good daughters. How in the world did you do it? Without hesitation, he said, I didn't give them an inch. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right.
2: And he, he and he talked about everything. I mean, he's yep. real about everything. Yep, yep. And that's
1: exactly right. You give them their parameters, and then you don't bend. You have to be consistent with it, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to be yep. disciplined about it. And um, that's that's just the way. And, and our girls are very beautiful girls, and there's always boys interested in them, and they couldn't date until they were 18. That was just mm-hmm. a rule that we mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And because it's not a recreational thing where yeah. you go out driving around at night with some boy. Mm-hmm. And I said, and when a boy does want to be your friend, even at – even before 18 and wants to be with you at school or come to your house with you or whatever i said that's fine but i want to meet him first mm-hmm. Sure. so yeah. every girl every guy had to come and sit down in our living room with our family and my son and he had to answer talk to me yeah, and i questions. said i hear that you uh, nice to have you here i said I hear you like my daughter he said yes sir i do i said good now you're accountable to me <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I We've raised her. Exactly. That's right. We've raised her. We've spent a lot of time on her. I've spent a lot of money on this girl. And she's very special to us. Mm. And if you think in any way you're going to mess around with my daughter, mm. you got another thing coming. And mm. if you ever do, I'll break both your legs. It was called the broken leg speech. <laughs> oh. it, it became famous for that. Nice. <laughs> and so my daughters would say, Dad, are you going to give this guy the broken knee speech? I said, I swear. <laughs> then Then came along my. My one daughter, her husband, she met him on an airplane. He was in an a mili- uh, Army uniform. He was in the, in the Air Force, and he was going to Iraq. And they met for two hours on a plane, and they shared email addresses. And she said later, she was thinking, that's the most handsome man I've ever seen, and he was saying, it's the most beautiful. They sat next to each other on the plane, wow. and mm. they communicated by emails from the whole time he was in Iraq, and they fell in love by email. And when he came home, he wanted to meet us, and um, he wanted to marry her. And I said, yes. And she said, Dad, you're not going to give him the broken knee speech. He just got <laughs> out of the Army. I said, I know, but I am. <laughs> so I called him down one day and I said, Wes, so we're going to do the broken knee speech. I said, here's what I tell every young man that's interested in my daughters. And I said, and I will break your legs. And I said, I know you're bigger than me and you're military, but I'll get you from behind. <laughs> but he liked it that I did that. Yeah. 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 And All I right. also said when you, to the guy, when you marry my daughter, it's for a lifetime. Yeah. don't ever even think of coming to me and saying you don't love my daughter anymore because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i said you have me to deal with then too because yeah. and believe me i will not take that well
0: mm-hmm. my dad yeah. used to say you know a young man will fight you old man will hurt you <laughs> <laughs>
1: see that's why i like the rome boy's whole attitude because i'm right with you guys
2: <laughs> it's true it's true yeah uh and from that uh that same parenting i mean i Melissa was a virgin when we married and she was yeah. you know she is just an awesome person and so it's awesome for us to be able to share that with our six daughters yeah. yes. you know uh, that legacy can it go is. on That's right
1: my son he when he was um younger we had all these talks with him too and he made a club with uh, five guys in our parish and they formed a club that they were going to be virgins and Mary virgins, that's and they great. were going to pr- help each other protect their eyes. Awesome. They to yeah. ca- hold each other accountable. Now there's sixteen-year-old boys, you know, wow, yeah. right. and that they're going to hold each other accountable to about pornography yes. and all those things. And they had this thing called a babe alert. Yeah, <laughs> and people think that's they what? But whenever they were somewhere and a girl came by with not much, not many clothes on, they go babe alert, babe alert, and they'd yeah. all look away.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that they wouldn't yeah. let their
1: eyes like. Job said, my eyes will not dwell up, uh, yes. upon a maiden, Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, in a wrong way. So th- th- now those guys are all married with kids and they're still friends, these guys. Yeah, oh, I awesome. have a
2: devout, friend, devout yeah. Muslim friend, traditional Muslim friend, uh, Mubasher. He's a great guy. Uh, we were having these conversations. We had dialogue about, you know, scripture and, you know, ancient history and so forth. One of the things that we talked about was he said in their culture, uh, they say, you better make that first co- uh, look count, <laughs> which is the opposite <laughs> yeah. of <them. laughs> Yeah, because you look back second time, it's yeah. a simple thing. <laughs> yeah, <not good. laughs> or that first glance yeah. is what he said. We too. always
3: say like, what, where is it at? Three o'clock, six o'clock? No, where's he in the positioning? Okay, go <laughs> yeah. <we're> this way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But th- yeah.
1: this is so important how parents raise their kids and, and parents that look at their careers as what they're what their purpose in life mm. is to mm-hmm. make money, mm-hmm. have missed the whole boat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, success, mm-hmm. my wife and I say that success is when we're 85 years old and we're on the, on the porch swing rocking uh, with our walkers next to us and we look at all our grandkids out there and all yes. of them and say this is what life was all about. Yes, right. It's not about the, the careers are important. you got to go out and make money. but you, People ask me all through my life, well, what are you? They expected I was going to say uh, I'm a, You know, I've had businesses. I used to run yeah. a business with 600 employees and I sold it so I could do this. And they'd say, well, what are you? And I'd say... I'm a Christian. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I No, no, I don't mean what religion are you. I mean, what are you? Oh, what do I do to make a living? That's not who I am. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. that's Good great. Point. Well, Good point. I make a living at this, but I am this. Yes. I am, a, first of all, a Christian. Second of all, a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And third of all, a businessman. Yeah. yeah. But that comes – In that order. In yeah. that order, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I often say that at my job, my career, my business is just a vessel. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for me to share who I am. Exactly. Uh, And the world needs those examples, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll
1: retire someday and walk away from that, and it'll be gone. But your kids won't. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so true. You don't retire from kids. Most of the
0: time, whenever somebody asks that question, "What do you do chasing kids?" <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do is yeah. chase kids. I don't, yeah. I don't know about anything else we do. Chase your kids, kids, your boys, are Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, where did he go? He's <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> yeah.
3: well, you're definitely a Catholic superstar in a lot of people's eyes. Oh, not. not but at mine, the same time, we kids. know you're human, <laughs> right? You're human, yeah. and so what's what's the, what's your greatest struggle, or what's what's ooh, the cross, what's ooh. the thing that just like constantly the devil's trying to get after you and
0: you know your weakness and that you're just trying to find it might be just for him and the priest i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i don't, I don't know, you know I mean? i'm um
1: i'm with uh, sexual sins always uh, every guy if he said he's not We're male. if he's not right if he's not um tempted by pornography and things like that he's lying mm-hmm. i just said mm-hmm. uh, one time i gave a talk on being um, husband and wife and sexuality. i said how many men here Are not attracted or tempted by pornography, sexuality, (laughs) unclean thoughts, and I said, raise your hands. And a couple guys raised their hands. I said, you're liars. Yeah, Mm. right. Absolutely. There's no. no I'm
0: sitting right next to my wife. (laughs) 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 And, And
1: and one of the best things a husband can do is to tell his wife. Uh, one, uh, uh, first of all, every man. I don't really have any big thing like that. I'm with my wife all the time. We have a wonderful time. That's I'm great. happy, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy. We're we're not struggling in any way, and so I'm really um, pleased with our life and what God Praise has God. done for our life. Great. And no big thing that's that's hanging over my head. But um, I remember we've been married 47 years, and on our 25th anniversary, I planned ahead. Because back, you know, and even back then younger, all those sexual um, temptations and things were there, you know. And I, I realized that my best line of defense was my wife,
4: mm-hmm. if yeah. she
1: understood. Okay, yeah. so I planned a weekend on our anniversary. I got rid of the kids. And we spent the whole night, in the, uh, the whole weekend in the bedroom. And I don't I, – I, yes, we had a wonderful time together. But mainly what it was is I I had collected a bunch of books to read together. Mm. And one of them was called The Spiritual Man. Another one was called Letters to Philip and Letters to uh, – where a father wrote letters to his son and his daughter <laughs> about married life and sexuality and things. And we read those books together. Mm. And wow. I, And I read to her – about men that 95% are tempted by this. And, and and I said, I want you to understand what goes on in my head and in my body because you yeah. don't have testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wish that you had testosterone in your body like I do for 24 hours so you'd understand what men are like. Mm. And she said, I wish I could too mm. because she said, I don't understand it. Right. And, I, mm. and so I, I explained to her all about testosterone and all about the sexual male urges and I said, God gave them to us, but it's also because of the fall and because of the world we live in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's there's these temptations. And I mm-hmm. said, but I want you to know them because I want you to be my first line of defense. Yes. So when I go out on a trip and when I come home, I want you to say, ask me, did you win the battle for me while you were gone? Mm, yeah. See, so this is the kind of thing a man and a wife should communicate because I learned that a woman is turned on and what she needs is romance and safety. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing my wife likes better than for me to say, I have eyes only for you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And yet she knows that men now are driven by sight and smell mm-hmm. and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And you may, yeah. you know, and it can rise up in a moment. Yeah. yeah. And there, so the, so the, I showed her a picture of, of two, like, radio faces. One has... Sp- like 50 buttons and dials and gears, and it says female. This one on this one over here says male, and it just has an on off switch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So it's I true. explain exactly these things. Right. To well, well, now you know, at, I hadn't done that yet. Mm. And 25 years we had talked, but I this one is like a heart wrenching soul pouring out to her to tell her mm. what. Goes on inside of me, so she would and she told me what goes on inside of her, and I realized that if a wife can understand her husband's physical and sexual needs and work with him and he understands her emotional need for love and security and being the only one, mm-hmm. you put those two together and you've yeah. got a happy couple. so yeah. I give a talk now called men women sex and and Heaven how sex is a road to holiness. There you go. Good sex is a road to (laughs) holiness. Because if a husband and a wife understand their needs and they're very different, yeah. and they complement each other. Mm-hmm. If they understand those things and they communicate about them, even if you have to take a weekend off and get rid of the kids and just sit and say, I'm going to talk to you about things I've never talked to you about before yeah. or, or what's going else. on in my yeah. veins and what testosterone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but After that, my wife said that was one of the most fantastic weekends and, and it set the whole stage for the next 25 years.
3: Nice. That's yeah. great. Good yeah. So this
0: would be a good time to issue a warning to any kids that might be listening. <laughs> you are going to edit. This that might that be some mature in, uh, in nature conversation here. So. it's real.
1: Well, we didn't. St- we didn't get too. Wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, 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 no. It's, it's
2: very real, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> and it's difficult to be. Uh, that conversation has to be built on a foundation of trust. It absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, mm. and being vulnerable like yep. that is. And also, key.
1: people in marriage need to know when when you get when you're young and you meet this beautiful girl and it's all you can think about and you marry her and you still, that's all you can think of. You can't wait to get home from work or whatever. And that is what we would call maybe infatuation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this, it's just, this, you're driven by this emotion. But as you get older, that's not always there. Yeah,
2: you know? yeah. Right. yeah. It,
1: it still is. Many times I still have, I'm very romantically in love with my wife. I am, yeah. she's still beautiful. And I tell her she's the most beautiful girl in the world all the time. Probably 10 times a day I tell yeah. her that. Mm-hmm. And we say we love each other back and forth at least 20, 30 times yeah. a day. That's but when what I've learned is that as you get older, the love is different, but it's deeper and richer yeah. to the point where when I got my both of my knees replaced in April, she took care of me, and she was there every minute. And I said to her – and I also put up blogs every day with mm-hmm. my experience mm-hmm. of this thing with oh, my yeah. knees. And I told her, I said, if, if – if you ever get in a car accident and you're crippled from your neck down, it would be my honor to mm. push you around in a wheelchair and take care of you. That, yeah, but see, it, it goes from the emotional, infatuated kind of love, which is necessary; it's yeah. there, but mm, sure. it draws you in. And and if you, you've got to realize that there's a, what's the songs about? I don't love you anymore. You know, the mm. love is gone. Oh and, yeah. You know, but they're referring to that infatuation kind of thing. Yeah, right. But if yeah. you realize that you're you're moving along and it's now a much deeper, richer love. Um, I would never go back to the earlier form with knowing what I have now. Yes. It, but,
2: hmm. it seems to be that way through life, right? Like yeah. I, I always say, like, I'm so glad I'm not in the dating scene. <laughs> yeah. oh, my oh, goodness. Goodness. We said that last week. I'm, <laughs> oh, glad I'm yes. a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not in my 20s anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I'm not in my 30s anymore. <laughs> I mean, to have that
0: conversation on your first date is like, so have you always been a guy? <laughs> You've know, yeah, yeah, right. always
1: been a guy I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I from an age where that just was not acceptable Right, oh. right, right. 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 I rem- yeah. I remember once, first time I heard of such a thing as a homosexual, I said, "What what's that?" Yeah, yeah right. right. That's disgusting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't changed my attitude about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, and w- when you talked about being happy where you are in age, my dad lived to be ninety-four, my mom to be a hundred, and even when my dad was ninety and using a walker, I said, "Dad, if you had a choice, would you go back and be?" 40 again he said oh no 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 no! Wow. he said i'm happy i am right where i am he said i wouldn't want to go back and start over again at 40. Yeah. Yeah. what about 70 yeah. no 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 i'm ready he said and i'm ready to go meet the lord anytime he said oh, wow. so but that i realized great. that too because yeah. i'm going to be 70 and I, and I wouldn't go back and be 60 or 50 again mm-hmm. yep yeah. uh, I, yeah. I
2: took psychology the elder psychology of the elderly in uh, at university of houston which is a great class And I learned it because I'm a nursing home administrator, you know, by license and trade. The happiest years of someone's life, uh, according to almost all measures, is between the age of 65 and 75. And what I realized in the nursing home is that some of those folks you can't keep (laughs) apart. And they are most highly sexually driven during that age. Uh, So maybe there's a correlation. I don't know. But uh, those two things may be two separate (laughs) things. but excuse me, I think that's very hopeful uh, because you're at the peak of happiness. Oh, Uh
1: (laughs) I am totally happy. That's like you said, what's the big problem? I I can't say that I have, you know, we've been careful with our money and worked hard and so we have the retirement and we're comfortable there. Mm -hmm. We just, bought a old house and remodeled the whole thing. The only thing awesome. that's the same on it is the bricks outside. It's a beautiful house mm-hmm. and she I let her design the whole thing and our daughter's an interior designer. So we're settling in that nice little cozy house now for the rest of our life. Great. The kids are grown up and they're all doing well. And they're our best friends, and I get yeah. to come be at show with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> to evangelize all throughout
0: the world. Yeah, and I and get you to just judge. asked what his <laughs> hang-up was. It was coming here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and
1: I'm I'm kind of now in charge of my own schedule. I can yeah. I only do things that. Janet and I decide to do it a year in advance and put them on our calendar. So. Yeah,
2: so for your work, what do you what, do you, what keeps you busy now? Writing? You, you're traveling?
1: Yeah, it's a, a lot of it. We do 10 pilgrimages a year. We're going to start cutting back, though. So if anybody wants to go on pilgrimages with us, you got to do it. Price is going up. Yeah, it's going to <laughs> go less frequently, kidding. and we'll have to raise the prices a bit. But um, we do that, and that uh, leading a pilgrimage, you guys have done it, but it takes a lot of planning. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy. And then we have – I'm writing. I just my new book on Genesis just came out two months ago with Ignatius Press, and that took a while to do. And now I'm working on, on the Book of Acts. Yeah, oh, wow. And Great. doing conferences. Um, I probably have 50, twenty speaking engagements around the country this year. I've cut back Goodness. a little bit. I'm doing Franciscan University summer conferences and men's conferences and things like that all over, and um, just. I'm just enjoying being with my wife now. I mean, mm. I don't work every day anymore. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's great. I, and when we get home from this, I have 12 days with nothing to do. Oh, uh, perfect. <laughs> I have some radio shows, but those yeah. are fun to do. I, yeah. you know, yeah. I do one every Tuesday morning with on EWTN called Things in the Bible. We've mm. done 150 of them, things like uh. rivers and streams, goats uh. and cows, <laughs> clouds and rain. Um, the next one we're doing, we did uh, Holiness and Saints. And so we've done 150 different topics. That's awesome. Wow. And so we do It's only 10 minutes, but it's fun. Yeah, sure. And um, so if, when I get home, I have 12 days. I have nothing on the schedule except for How a couple fun. of radio shows.
4: That's neat.
2: Well, that's, that's a good cool. time. We're in the yeah. Advent season, yeah. and
4: it's leading up
0: yeah. to yeah, you know, Christmas. and yeah. mm-hmm. Perfect. So going back to your story and coming into the Catholic Church the way you did, I want to go a little deeper on your family. Now, you said in your talk that your parents – Totally against it. Yeah, completely against both, your, your, both sets of parents. Your dad actually showed up, but your mom didn't. Oh, both sets of parents. Her, Yeah, you didn't really
1: touch on her parents. No, her parents were very upset. They wouldn't come to our house for over a year. Wow. So they wouldn't. Uh,
0: I guess that's my question is, did they ever like come around?
1: Yeah. For my parents, it was a theological issue because they had become Baptists. And they, they were raised in a very anti-Catholic environment. So almost everything that they learned, they also learned that the Catholics – Think this, uh, so it was a always an antagonistic thing. Yeah. <laughs> so when when I became Catholic, for them it was a family betrayal and a dis- huge disappointment because they'd raised me to be this good Baptist and I, I taught the Bible in Baptist churches and they're so proud of me. And all of a sudden I'm, I joined the enemy camp, mm-hmm. and so to them it was a theological thing. But for my wife's family, they were not evangelicals that way; they were more. Um, nominal Presbyterians. I mean, they went to a church with a lady pastor and mm-hmm. this kind of liberal stuff. They didn't, but and so, but they came. My wife is the first Catholic in over four hundred years in her family. Oh wow! So Whoa. for the, for in their family, it's a. They used to claim that they had a Bible that was wrapped. It was from John Huss all the way back to Czechoslovakia, and it was wrapped in an oil skin because they had to hide it in the front yard underground, and the Catholics would kill them. They used to tell these stories. It's all, it's all you know, what? exaggeration. But yeah. the, but they that's the story that came down mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So for them, for for my wife's family, it was more of a, how could you do that? The first one in four hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, to because uh, my, my wife's mother, they can trace their ancestry to four men that were on the Mayflower, mm. wow. coming over for the Puritans, religious freedom, and for his side, they came from Czechoslovakia, so they were part of the Czechoslovakian John Huss mm-hmm. Reformation there. So for, for that, they're just staggerly staggered and angry that she would break the family tradition. So both of the mm. families really were against us, and we lost all our friends and two weeks because I'm not quiet about things <laughs> <laughs> no. and they all just said you don't want to argue with Steve because if he decides to do something he's got reasons for it And wow. sure. mm-hmm. our families came around I'll just tell you this real quick how that happened with my parents it came around because my kids realizing that grandma and grandpa were getting older. And I told them you should get to know them because they're old and they're, they're wonderful. So they started, when they, as soon as they got their driver's license, my daughter and her, my, her younger brother, Jesse, started going to visit them for lunch every Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah, and great. they would ask them questions and tell them what they were doing in the church. And my parents were so impressed with the spiritual life of my kids and what we were doing, because they'd see all of a sudden the movies that we were making and things, that they finally said, you know, Steve, we're really proud of what you're doing. We want you to know that, right. that we well, that no. we don't understand why you're Catholic, and we're not going to become Catholic, and we're not happy, really, that you're Catholic, but we know God brought you there for a reason, and the fruit that you are bearing, that is bearing in your life, we're very proud of you now, and we want you to know that we accept mm. and are proud of you. Mm. Now, my wife fa- wife's side of the family... Um, the, her mother's a book reader. The book clubs and things, you know. So they were one time in Kerrville, Texas, camping with some friends, and they, the women, were sharing the books that they'd been reading. And the one lady says to my mother-in-law, "Oh, I've got a new book you've got to read, Mary." And what are you laughing? You know where this is going. Uh-huh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so she she said, "Well, what is it?" She said, "It's a book called Crossing the Tiber." Ah! Named, she said, who wrote it? She's a guy named Steve Ray. She goes, oh, "That's my son-in-law. You liked his book?" She said, "Oh yeah, it's the best book I've read, Mary. You got to read that book." Whoa. From that point on, all the animosity was gone. Wow. And they didn't become Catholic either. Uh, her father died. Her mother's now in her nineties but, but they are now very evangelical very um still that way, but they loved and appreciated what we 're doing, mm-hmm. and they wanted to come out to phoenix where they they live in Phoenix in the winter, so they wanted to see our studio where we made our movies mm-hmm. and um in fact, my new book on genesis my mother in law is now blind. And she just had a lady come in and read aloud to her the whole book of Genesis. Uh, Oh, that's great. And she was saying how much she enjoyed the book I wrote on Genesis. (laughs) So both families came back over a year to time, and both because of the really the fruit of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so then we have good. Then my brother, he he became Catholic, my one brother did. My nephew, who was very anti Catholic, and his wife became. He said, Steve, he said, I bought your book on eBay because I wasn't going to get it from you, and I didn't want you to know I was getting it. He said, but I wasn't 18 pages into that, but I knew you were right. And he said, in case you want to come, I'm being received into the church this Easter. Wow. <laughs> so,
0: wow. That's well, great. the reason I asked that question is because my wife uh, grew up Baptist, and her mom – Basically, at this point, doesn't like coming over to our house. Yeah. Because, you know.
1: It's very Catholic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. a shrine in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: she's, well, just to be, you know, give her props, I guess, it's, she's just uncomfortable. Yeah. She yeah. just doesn't appreciate it in uh, the way we do. And so I guess I asked that question because I kind of pulled something the similar way. You know, you're saying that your, your kids – with going through grandma and grandpa, and that's what I tell my kids. I said, yes. if, if grandma is going to convert, it's going to be because yeah. you guys. Yeah. It ain't going to yeah. be because of, and she don't want to yeah. hear from her. right? And the
1: first step isn't even to think of her converting, but just to accept what you're doing. That's, yeah. that's yeah. my that's the first step. Yeah, yeah that's I just want step.
0: her. And she's she doesn't want to hear it. Yep. The co- topic gets brought up, she shuts it down. Yep. and I said just listen to us not to try to convert you as much as just to understand we're not going to hell. Yeah. You know, understand that, just to understand are, where right? we're coming. You're trying from. to
2: yeah. give her peace, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I mean,
4: yeah, right. really.
0: And so right. I told my daughters the last, the last time or no, I guess it was a, maybe a year or two ago. And then when they were going to stay the night over at her house and I said, here, put this book in her nightstand and see if she just finds it. It, <laughs> it was crossing the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <choice>. uh, <laughs> I don't know if she's found it yet, but yeah. I'm sure she has. But yeah. Well,
1: first of all, if you understand why, why she feels that way and, and I'll just in two in two minutes explain it because I I was there. We we are taught as Baptists we're Protestants and that's and we still are. And many mm-hmm. times many uh, Baptists gain their identity by not by what they are but by what they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So okay. I'm my dad was very proud of being Baptist but it was partly because he wasn't Catholic mm. that how it was a part of his identity mm-hmm. and they believe that the Catholics have it all wrong it's a perfect counterfeit of true christianity so it's very deceptive mm. you both read the same book the bible but Catholics don't really read the bible they have tradition instead we both pray but Catholics pray to dead saints and to Mary where we pray to god we we believe that Jesus raised from the dead. Catholics still keep him on the cross. Mm. Um, we get to heaven because we have faith alone in Christ. There's nothing we can do to get there. It's all by the free merit and, and gift of Jesus Christ. And Catholics are always talking about works and doing penance. We confess our sins to God. They think they have to confess to so it's, it. So they use the same language and they use the same book, but it's a total counterfeit of what's really there. Any, any attempt to accept you and to act as though it's okay is a, is a way of denying who she really is.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: By coming into your house and, oh, this is nice and beautiful, she's, in a sense, it's a denial of what, who she is, and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for her to do that mm-hmm. because a Protestant can't concede one point because if they concede one point, the dominoes start sure. to fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's a problem. The, the other thing is this is what I didn't tell you this about my mother-in-law. I oh, hope she doesn't watch this show. <laughs> Nobody does. I but it, it. but if she know, does. The reason I can talk about my mother-in-law is I know she's not watching. <laughs> but I, I said to my wife, y- your mother and father are not going to ever listen to me, especially me. Maybe you, but not me. So I'm going to pray every single day a specific prayer, and I'm going to ask God to do something in their life by bringing someone else into their life. That's going to mm. be my specific request. Mm. I can't get to them, so I'm going to pray that the Lord will bring somebody else into their life that they respect mm. or that they have... A great love or respect for it. Well, that's her best friend came. See, mm. that was the lady that said, you got to right. read this book. And and, oh. and that was a year later, and I prayed that every day. And I remember saying to the Lord, I'd be driving a car. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to bring this up again. And I, <laughs> you said, I'm going to drive you crazy. I, I am going to bug you to death until you do this for me. Sure. And you said, remember the lady in the, that wanted justice, and she went to the yeah, unjust judge and woke him rights. up, uh-huh. and he came down and gave it to her, not because he was a good judge, but because she drove him crazy yeah. kept yep. him away. Yep. So I'm going to bother you and bother you and drive you. You're the one that said to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's going to do it until you do it. And so when that happened, I said to my wife, there's that answer to that prayer. So I tell people, "This what you should do is take a piece of paper, draw two lines down, divide it into three columns, put in the first column what you're asking God to do, the second column the date you asked him, and say, okay, now see this column here, Lord? It's in your ballpark now. Mm-hmm. When you answer this request that I've asked on this day, I'll put the date down here and I'll say thank you for what you did. Mm-hmm. And wow. people should start doing that. And I made up a, a six, seven rules for dealing with non-Catholic family and friends. The se- there are seven rules that I came up with. And the seventh one is ask God to bring somebody else into their life. Mm-hmm. So I say you, you love them more than you ever loved them before. You do your homework so that when they do are interested, you have the answers. You show the joy of the Lord in your your life because mm-hmm. people like joyful people and want what they have. You um oh boy. You have patience because God is not impatient with us. He takes his time. Um pray for him and make sacrifices for him. And the mm-hmm. seventh one is ask God to bring somebody else into the life, which is probably the most important of the seventh. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a pretty good list. <laughs> yeah, it's on my website
1: if you it's actually with six. I added a seventh. So if you go on my website it's it's um it's called Six that's, Rules.
2: That's great. Yeah, when you were giving your talk last night, that's one of the things that we talked about uh, afterwards, is it's not as if once you became Catholic, now what do I do? Do I shoot back across the yeah. bow, you know, now that I'm on this side of the fence or on this boat, you know, looking at that
0: boat. But I like the whole megaphone idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess this yeah. is our megaphone. There you go. Yes, yeah. sure The is. whole
1: story that I do of the ship and the rafts really resonates with people. Uh, I, that was I, great. Know, it was just something really I was, thought yeah. of in bed laying there one night trying to think through this. But I can't imagine the number of people that came up and said, that really put in perspective yes. Catholic and Protestant for me. And Everybody who came it. up to us after yeah, yeah. the show <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. talked about the ship. That was it. Oh, yeah.
0: my dad – Just made the comment afterwards as well. He's just like, that's what the people in RCA are doing. It's like, let me on. They're (laughs) just going around the boat in circles. Let me on already. That's right. Yep, yep.
4: People
1: love stories. Mm, I've heard people give talks, and it's all theoretical quotes from the catechism. Yeah. The algae, and people don't remember it, and they fall asleep. But if you tell stories, the story of the ship and the rafts, the story, you you keep people engaged. You also
3: do the theatrical, though. So, like, I remember in the videos, you're falling in a big old thing of mud. You tell the story about the gladiator. If you want to say that one again, the confirmation one, I mean, that that
1: story just shows. uh, The falling in the mud one was where I made the story, uh, our documentary on Mary called Mary, Mother of God. We got nine of them just for people Mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. They're all filmed on location about 16 countries. And the one I did, Mary, Mother of God, I wasn't happy when we were getting towards the end of how I explained the Immaculate Conception. Mm. So I said, I, I came up with this idea, Janet, I have to fall in a mud puddle. So <laughs> we create. I found a path, and, and we put a log in front, and we dug a hole beyond the log and filled it with a plastic liner and filled it up with garden, you know, from garden center, the black dirt. And then I came walking toward it, and I said, um, Mary says that these are arguments I used to use against Catholics Mm -hmm. in my old days. Mary says, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Wait a minute, only person who needs a Savior is a sinner. So Mary must be a sinner, see? Mm -hmm. And I say this in the movie. Mm -hmm. But I said, wait a minute, there are two ways to be saved from sin. And let's look at it from a puddle of mud point of view. There's two ways to be saved from a puddle of mud. And when I say that, I trip and boom, I fall right into <laughs> you the get mud right puddle. In it. <laughs> and then a hand pulls me out. I said, the <laughs> first way <laughs> is to be pulled out and cleaned up. And then it rewinds like a video, (laughs) and I'm coming at the mud puddle again, and I trip again and fall, but a hand reaches out and stops me. I say the second way to be saved from sin is to be prevented from falling in in the first place. Mm -hmm. Now I say any eight-year-old kid can explain the Immaculate Conception to their friend. Just go (laughs) get a mud puddle, push your friend in, (laughs) and tell him about the Immaculate Conception.
0: Oh, I can see Um, my oldest daughter doing that now.
1: Well, then the other story I guess you wanted me to say was... about confirmation, uh-huh. a family asked me to be the confirmation sponsor for their boy because um, we, they had been Church of Christ and they're really hardcore Protestants. Mm-hmm. And and I we worked with them and they became Catholics. So she, would you be my sponsor for my son? And I said, no, I can't do it because I travel too much. But I'll I'll meet with them one evening. I have Wednesday free. Oh, one evening that's good. Please, okay. I said, bring them over seven. So I had just, the, the, there's a uh, thing of the Coliseum here. I had just made a video about the Apostolic Fathers, and it was all started in the Coliseum. And even at that point, you know, you can hire, you guys who may have seen them, those soldiers that are there, and you get mm-hmm. pictures taken with right. them. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. And I hired three of them to, when I was just in martyr preaching, they all came over hur, hur, yelling at me in Italian, and they arrested me and carried me away in the middle of the movie. See? <laughs> so was showing how the Christians got persecuted. Well, was it was yeah. too hard to find an Italian to yell at you. No, so <laughs> but these guys you know they're all hairy arms and big guys those, yeah. those fake they'll dress up like soldiers. they're Roman soldiers. So anyway, um, so I had a sword because I'd bought a helmet when I made that movie to demonstrate, and I had a sword. So I said to my wife, when that boy comes over, I said, I, I put my helmet on, and I put the sword. It's a, This isn't the, the yeah. Knights of Columbus kind of sword. right? <laughs> this is a real sword. Yeah. I could cut a, a head off a horse with this. And if you get enough, <laughs> whoo, I could take the horse's head off. It's a double-blade sword. It's a heavy one. So I put it in the scabbard on my belt, and then my wife went and got a red blanket, and she pinned it over one shoulder. So I, here I am, a Roman centurion with a helmet and a red... <laughs> So I waited in the shadows of my front porch, and he didn't see me. And he came up the steps, and it was getting dark. And I jumped out from the shadows, and I pulled the sword, and I pushed that kid against the brick with the sword, and I said, Matthew, are you ready to die for Jesus right now? If not, don't waste my time. I'm a busy man. If you're not ready to die for Jesus, you're not ready to be confirmed. Are
0: you ready? Uh, and, oh, yes, Mr. <laughs> <right."> <laughs> and his parents
1: were in the car. He's just just seen there. oh, what did I get our kids into? <laughs> but I brought that kid in, and I talked to him about what it meant to be confirmed. Yeah. Mm, the no. Jewish boy at 13 goes through bar mitzvah, and there's no way you're going to convert him out of Jew judaism after he goes through Mm. that they march through the streets sometimes doing that yeah and so this boy i said this is what if you're not ready to die as a martyr for jesus christ tell your pastor you're not ready to be confirmed Mm. yet and so they said that everywhere he went for the next six months he told everybody about Steve Ray and the sword. <laughs> I, I think I really – he, he probably wet his pants.
0: Yeah, he probably wet Very his pants. sounds like a movie title, Steve Ray and the sword. <laughs> I'm definitely going to play this for our confirmation students. <laughs> ah, sure, sure. Well, yeah. it is
1: because it's confirmation isn't wearing a right dress and having a party. Confirmation. Well, just look at it from the Jewish perspective. A boy – they don't do – the girls don't, but the boy is circumcised at eight days, just mm-hmm. like – a Catholic child is baptized. Baptism replaces circumcision. Mm-hmm, right. And a boy gets bar mitzvah. And what is that? Bar means son of. Mitzvah means law. He becomes a son of the law. Mm-hmm, He's now, mm. you know, up until that point, he can say, oh, I go to synagogue because mommy and daddy make me go to synagogue. Mm. But at 13... He's now an adult Jew himself and he's now obligated to obey the law of Moses on his own. Yeah. This is why Jesus Mary and Joseph lost Jesus on the way back right. because he was at that age. Yeah. And when you're a child you travel with your mother. When you're a young when you are now a man you travel with your father. Mm. And he was twelve, so Mary thought that he now that he's 12 you know that age of 13 he's with dad he thought well he's still still a boy he's, yeah where's jesus oh no we lost the son of god <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that th- that 13 they become adult jews and they are now obligated to obey the laws of god on their own and mm. the jew and the orthodox jews hold them to it yeah. And so this is what our, our kids get baptized, it's an initiation into the faith, but then a confirmation is where they say, yes, what happened to me back then, I'm now going to live that out. Mm-hmm. And they are now adult Christians, and they have to be held accountable to being adult Christians. Mm-hmm. And that should be the focus of their life, who they are. And they should be ready to die for it if they have to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, My like- wife and I teach confirmation class. You guys are going to hear this. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, I
1: think I've- I told a lot of priests, I think every parish should have a sword. Yes, <laughs> yes. So Measures. And the yeah. bishop carries it in for confirmation. <laughs>
0: there you go.
2: Some of those dramatic moments, I mean, uh, we've, we've been able to incorporate it in like, youth ministry in the past and things. And I remember we left them all in the complete dark. And we had people wearing black cloaks. And, uh, and one person had a candle that was moving through, you know, a 100 kids in the, in the gym uh, at St. Thomas in, in College Station. And at the very end of it, we just left them there and slammed the door. And slammed it hard. As a matter of fact, the metal frame got messed up, and we got in a little bit of trouble. But uh, <laughs> by father, but that's okay. It was all worth it. But you know, there were there were parents that even came to us and said, you know, that really shook our kids up. And we we're like, yes, good. They, they, you, mm. you have
1: to do that yeah. today because our kids are so media driven, mm. watching YouTube and videos and TV and rock concerts, and there's so, there's there's st- always being stimulated by yeah. these. Mm-hmm. Things oh, yeah. so and then you sit them down and you give them a little workbook and start talking about Jesus <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. it's just it's not going to work anymore. No, yeah. You have to you're competing against M- MTV and oh, yeah. YouTube and all these things and you yeah. y- and you have to be dramatic. Yeah. It like gets their attention. You yeah. have to get and their sticks. attention. Yeah. And, and in other words, if, if you're used to something coming at you like this all the time, yeah. it's mm-hmm. good to all of a sudden go, whoop, we can make it come at you a different way, and all of a sudden you take notice. Mm-hmm. So you can't just <laughs> present the gospel the same. You've yeah. got to do things dramatically to, get their atten- to shake them, get their attention.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interrupt their pattern. And, and yeah. so take them out of their
1: comfort zone. Yes. Something they're not going to forget. They're going to yeah. remember it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the way we raised our kids. I mean, I was... Where's your?
2: I, I, I'm going to switch gears, if yeah. I may. I, you know, we got you here, so I got to ask you the question: What's your favorite place in the world? Like your favorite ah. spot on the globe?
1: It has to be the Holy Sepulcher. Oh. It's. It may not be the most beautiful, and um, but it it there's nothing else like that because that's where time and space, and infinity intersected. The divine and the human—all actually, it would be two. It'd be Nazareth because that's where the Word became flesh. Yeah, when Mary said yes, the Word—those be- cells you couldn't see them with your naked eye—and yet God had become man.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: and that's also yeah. a very strong pro-life argument. Yes, because. Um, It said she made haste to go visit her relative Elizabeth. So let's give her five days to pack her little suitcase, and then it would be a five-day walk at least—a walk to go from Nazareth to Ein Karem where she was. And when she got there, how big was the baby in her womb? You see pictures of the visitation with Mary big, yeah, sure. But how big was the baby ten days after the the conception? Yeah, and John. The Baptist leaps because he recognizes the word of God in the new Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth said, who am I, that the mother that the mother of my zygote mm-hmm. should come to me. <laughs> <Your> <laughs> Just 10 days zygote. old. Yeah, yeah. yeah zygote. Mm-hmm. So, but she said, the mother of my Lord, which means mm-hmm. God. So yeah. she's the, those cells that you would still need a microscope to see, yeah. Elizabeth, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, recognizes that God had become man, and that was a human being in there, yeah. and it was her God. So this wow. is a very strong pro-life argument sure, from the very moment of reception. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be probably one of my favorite places, um, Nazareth, because of that. And Protestants don't go there, by the way. That's just not a place they go to usually. They have all their own sites. They ma- they mainly yeah. go to national parks, the Israeli national parks, because wow. they don't like the Catholic stuff sure. in the churches. Then then it's yeah, just th- biblical. <laughs> yeah. It's right. It is. Yeah. 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 But, but it's very Catholic and Orthodox with the oil lamps mm-hmm. hanging. And I they can't us do us anything statues. in those churches because it, you have to be a priest to to, oh. to have a service or do anything. They have to sit outside and sing their little hymns outside. Mm-hmm. So they're very alienated
0: in those. Mm-hmm. things. And that doesn't Whoa. bring up any questions for them. Why is this all Catholic? Why is this all Orthodox? I know. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, you would think like common sense would be cri- like, why crib is this all mm-hmm. here?
2: Absolutely. The wood of the crib in, uh, I forget what church that's in, in St. Mary
1: Mary. Major Mary. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 You got well, the, the of reason the they then. can do that is because they consider that all, that Christianity got corrupted after four, five, six hundred A.D. and in the Middle Ages, yeah. and that all those churches are a product of that. Mm. They would say it was all pristine and the pure, facts. but yeah. after the Catholicism crushed the real Christians, mm. the real Bible believing Christians. Catholicism, and then they had the Crusades, and they killed them all in the the, the um, Inquisition, Inquisition so, and yeah. they yeah. they tortured them all. So then they took over and built their churches. That's how they would get over that yeah. that mm-hmm. idea.
2: But they like Saint Augustine.
1: But uh, yeah, <laughs> some do, but not all of Saint yeah. Augustine. Only yeah. Yeah. only sure. uh, only the parts. context Pick parts. Choose, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a book at home by a Protestant um, writing about the church fathers, and he said we we Protestants we should understand our church fathers, and I'm going to introduce you to them, but we're not going to discuss the Problematic passages. <laughs> oh,
2: gosh. So that's, At least he's that, up front of us. that's John six six six, is it not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like the first true. Protestants, they just yeah. it's just hard yeah, to understand. I, I just
0: think about that passage. I just think it's an axe where it says, "Hey, leave these guys alone. If it's of men, they're gonna yeah. they'll, nice. they'll be yeah. gone. It yeah. won't be a problem anymore. Yeah. But if it's of if it's and if they God, stick around, it's of God. 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 And then you might then you yourself have to, to God." To yep. So,
1: but the 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 real special place in Anywhere in the world is obviously the Holy Sepulchre because it's mm-hmm. all under one roof, and that's where Jesus was crucified, died, buried, and rose again, all under one roof. Yeah. yeah, And you you just can't go up there and touch the top of Calvary, and I tell our groups when they're up there, um, if you did that 2,000 years ago, your hands would come up sticky with his blood. Do you realize what happened mm-hmm. here? And they all cry. I mean, it's, uh-huh. just, it's very emotional. And in the tomb. So, um, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, yes. Uh, The tomb is... Um, Going in the tomb is, I, I've been in there so many times, but it's still very powerful every time. And I remember when I took my six oldest grandkids, I, I know everybody there, you know, in the, yeah. all, the Holy Sepulchre. I just go over and said to Brother Andrew, I says, you know, can I come over and have mass here at five in the morning? He said, we have an opening. I said, good. I only need 20 minutes. So the priest I had with me, I brought my wife and I, the priest and my five grandkids. Oh, and we went in special. the tomb and they shut the door and we had Wow. A half an hour mass, and my my grandson was dressed to serve at mass. What's it all about? Right, never you know, no. they'll never forget Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Yeah, but uh, th- those those are the you can't beat those two places. I mean, just for the significance and importance. Now they're not the most beautiful. I have places that I think are much more beautiful Mm -hmm. and places where the food is much more, you know, there's an old (laughs) saying the more you eat good food, the more you want to eat good food. And one of my problems is traveling (laughs) is that we go to, we take our groups to the finest restaurants anywhere, you know, and um, and, and once you start eating really nice food, like I'm going to Lords and Fatima with a group um, in April and I'll get there two days early, and there's a restaurant on the <laughs> on the ocean there off of Lisbon, and I know right where I'm going when I get there. <laughs> I know what you're going to order. <laughs> there's all the fish there still wiggling, and oh, then you yes. pick the fish you want, and they'll cook it right in front of you. The, oh, uh, the wow. picture right
2: behind you is uh, right across from uh, the the martyr with the arrows. Gosh, why is it Sebastian? Uh, yeah, Saint, Saint Sebastian's. St. Sebastian's oh, there. Uh, so, oh, okay. but that's our our. Uh, Arch- Archipelia, Archipel, Archipelia. Yeah. I forget. It's a beautiful restaurant. There's uh, oh, right. the right. the yeah. catacombs underneath. It was Teresa it Tomio's
0: favorite. Oh yeah, restaurant. yeah. It's called
1: yeah. the archaeological. It's a, yes, in English, yeah. it's Archaeolo- the archaeological yeah. restaurant. Yeah, we, we take our groups there all the it time. Was, it, it was, was a nice. It was, nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> it very was nice. nice. <laughs> but the more you have good wine, then you can't. it's hard to go back appreciate you just
0: can't go buy a box of wine after that no (laughs) you just can't do it no no. yeah yeah
2: favorite place to eat then in the world that's a good one you've been all around the world
1: (laughs) i have so many i have in my iphone contact database over 100 restaurants (laughs) yeah all over the world
2: yes and you know a lot of those people having traveled there and brought groups there you know knowing some of the
1: restaurant owners And if I just walk in, they'll give me a meal. They won't charge me. Cause oh, I wow. uh, perks <laughs> of the job. <laughs> but there are some I have favorites in Israel. I have favorite restaurants in all over Italy and Rome. Mm. Yeah, I have yeah. a restaurant that it's called La Pilata de Mario's. The Mario's pot. Yeah. And we've probably eaten there over 300 times. <laughs> oh, wow. and you sit there and you can see the top of St. Peter's there, and he has a uh, table reserved. Whenever he knows we're in Rome, that table has a reserve sign just for us. That's awesome. And our kids oh, wow. have eaten there when they were just little tiny kids, and now they're all married and gone, and he's still there. And I walk in. When we come there every year, he has a bottle of wine that has special made with our name on it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, so. That's got to yeah,
0: treat him right. He brings 150 people here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
1: that, that's one of our favorite just for for nostalgia yeah just for absolutely. having been going there for 30 years we've been yeah. going yeah, there it's so. a wow. tradition it's a, yeah it becomes a tradition
2: yeah. <laughs> we really enjoyed a mm-hmm. Uh it was great yeah, you yes. know uh, and uh Gosh, food was food was great. Just yeah. you know, some of the hole in the wall places yeah. were better yeah. than the oh, others. Yeah, and I thought you find that you, you know. can't, you can't find a bad restaurant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah so it's, it's true. Whole.
1: You yeah. won't find a steak over there like you find in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, true. True. that's no. all the Texans were trying <laughs> yeah. to find. We want our a, meat. A, yeah. You also learn <laughs> at, when you go places, you don't go to. Um to Rome and order a steak and think it's going to be like in Texas. Yes. Right, it's Very true. Different. And you don't go to uh, Wyoming and order seafood and think it's going to be like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the coast of coastal. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So you, you also order <laughs> what's their specialties. Exactly. And you know. Yes, indeed. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, uh, you've been – how many – you said you've been to Israel? Over 200 times. Uh, over 200 times. times. My goodness. Um amazing. Uh, wow. Any quick recommendations that you would make? to somebody. I know going on pilgrimage you've got it all squared away. So it's that's nice and, and packaged. But anything that I mean you made some comments last night. People are worried about what's going on in the oh, news and
1: well it you should be worried about being in the United States. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not no safe anywhere here now. A priest mm. was stabbed and killed in Nebraska uh-huh. just this last weekend. Mm. He just went into nice a sacristy in and then got stabbed there. Um, You've got problems going all on in the country. For example, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but 600 over 600 or 1,000 people get murdered in Chicago I in a year. Yeah. And yet if mm. um, if your business – say your cotton business said you know we've got a big customer up there that'd like to buy your cotton and we're going to fly into chicago you wouldn't think twice about flying into chicago mm-hmm. getting yeah. off at o'hare getting a car and going to and and yet 600 people 10 15 20 a weekend get shot
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but you wouldn't think twice of going to chicago yeah, because yeah. everywhere you go there are areas you don't go to yeah sure and and there's areas where things flare up mm-hmm. and there's problems um
0: yeah, it's the border here yeah, so, your border yeah, you wouldn't yeah, yeah. in Texas you don't, go, Texas, you don't go near the
1: border no. So yeah. in Israel there's places you you don't go. You don't go down by Gaza. Mm. And what people don't realize is that all of the news that's happening right now is down in Gaza area, down in the mm-hmm. south near the Egyptian border. Gaza used to be a part of Egypt until the six day. And how
3: far is that from any of the holy sites that you uh, go to?
1: 45 <laughs> miles from Jerusalem, but that, that's a long way yes, in that it country. Is. It yeah, is like winding roads. And, and they're shooting point. missiles out of Gaza, and you hear, oh, they're shooting all these 100 missiles a day or whatever. But they land in the desert, most of them. Mm-hmm. You don't hear about really about towns getting blown up with mm-hmm. these missiles. They, they, they shoot them into the desert. They've, they're they this time going a little farther into Eshcalon and uh, Akron and uh, Eshcalon and other places along the coastline. But it, I could be in Jerusalem or, or Tiberias right now and you wouldn't know anything is going on because it's not in that area. Mm-hmm. What is happening is the airlines stopped going flying in mm. because Tel Aviv is... Kind of at the far edge of where the missiles are going, so they're closed. They pretty, t- I think. LL, The Israeli airline is the only one flying in and out of there right now. Delta, which is a, they've. Um, discontinued all flights till February 4th. And they're right? real big
2: in Michigan, right? They're Coming huge out of Detroit, in Detroit. That's yeah. their big
1: hub, one of the hubs yes. in Minneapolis and Atlanta. So I'm I'm just this close to being 3 million milers with uh, Delta. Really? Goodness oh, gracious. I can't imagine the miles
0: you've got right now. 3 million. <laughs> no
2: wonder your hair. Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> wife too,
1: because she goes everywhere with me, so we're, yeah. she's also a diamond um, wow. 2 million Oh, that's fun. It's wow. funny because normally the husband is and the wife. So we right. go into There's the lounge at the airport and i had this and they said is this your guest i said no she's a two million mile or two treat her with respect <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great but it, if, if i took you right now to israel and we were in jerusalem it would be pretty much the same except security is much higher mm-hmm. and they took uh, they called up all of the reservists three hundred thousand of mm-hmm. them so right now all of the crops and all the foreign workers went home too. The Filipinos and the Indians—that's mm-hmm. mainly who they are. Yeah. They all ha- were sent home because they didn't know how far much the war was going to escalate. Mm-hmm. So all the fruit and, and fruit and vegetables are rotting on the trees and on the vines. So there's nobody there to pick it. And wow. so the the cities are quieter because all they're all in the military right mm-hmm. now until this is one. But they're they're going to have it done. Israel can't allow it to go on much longer. They're, yeah. they're, they, I just heard they're pumping seawater into the uh, tunnels, which is a great they flush them out. You know, it's how you get rats out of a t- sewer system. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and um, the Hamas is really evil. They're they're mm-hmm. they need to be totally obliterated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And because their only goal. Because that's the only
2: defense you have, basically, right? It's to get rid of them because they 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 hate Israel. They won't stop. Mm -hmm.
1: They hate Israel more than they love their own kids. In other words, Mm. put it this way. Israel is always going to be there. Israel is a powerful country. They're not going anywhere. You would be much smarter to learn to live with Israel Mm -hmm. than to fight against them because fighting against them is only going to destroy your kids' opportunities. Exactly. You would learn to live with them. Jews have money and brains, Mm. the Palestinians have labor and resources. Do you realize what happen if you put those two together? It'd oh, wow. be an unstoppable force. It'd be an unstoppable mm-hmm. force. would be, their... be the most wealthy par- portion of the whole world. Their economy yeah. would just
0: explode, and mm-hmm. all of their <laughs> kids,
1: their, the the right Palestinian now, kids, is exploding. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the Palestinian kids would be yeah. have these great opportunities. Yes, yeah. they would. And, and but but these people hate Israel more than they love their own kids, yeah. and they're always saying that if you were just, it's going to happen again. So Israel knows if they do a ceasefire, it only gives Hamas chance to regroup, and then ten years from now they are going to do the same thing again you have Mm -hmm. to get rid of them and they're getting close to that and um now they've got all the u.n and the united states Mm -hmm. opposing them but they israel's smart enough they're not going to listen they're just going to do what they got to do Mm sure yeah and so it's just like texas ought to close the border on its own you guys know what you got to do Mm -hmm. even if washington Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. so anyway that it'll be over soon i have trip going in november uh, in february we're going to do five days through jordan and then eight days through israel Wow. And I'm very much hoping and expecting that one will fly. Yeah. Okay. If not, I have four They're, buses going in May. Oh wow! Gosh.
2: So, yeah. Wow. Man, so, this has been great. It has. It has yeah. It has, I can't I mean, believe I think you're we here. Can keep going on and on. But I know you've got
0: <laughs> we got get a, you a, to a bit talk. tonight for a <laughs> yeah. second night of talking to our cluster parishes, and yeah. uh, so we're grateful you came down. Well, and, it's a, yeah. a
1: great time. Um, just as a kudos to you guys for what you do, because you've got a lot of preachers and priests and podcasts but you know most guys are just joe six-pack you know they're just (laughs) average guys they love beef and they love families and countries and they love having fun together and having a beer well you guys where's the beer by the way (laughs) (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but being with you guys is very down to earth and i think that's why you're being so successful is because you you reach guys you're hitting on the cardinal truths of the faith and of being a man and a family mm-hmm. and an American and a Catholic. You, you're not just hitting one thing. You're, you you kind of got the whole spectrum you're covering. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it well and you're doing it a lot of fun and right down to earth. And I think that's why you're being so successful. And it's a pleasure to be part of it because I feel just like you guys. Thanks, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm no good. theologian or philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an yeah. average guy. <laughs> well, just kind of.
0: Piggyback on, we feel like we're like you because we're involving our families. They're just as much a part of this as we are. So I mean, they they allow us to go do these things when we maybe should be home doing some uh, stuff around there. But they, they're behind us. They. They, uh, our our biggest supporters. fans, right? Yeah, yeah. our biggest mm-hmm. fans. Yeah, you it- know
1: it'd be a fun show sometime to bring some of your kids on. Yes, and have them mm-hmm. absolutely on the mm-hmm. show with you and talk absolutely.
3: about. We got a few hams in the bunch. Yeah,
1: oh let me, yeah. Let me, tell, let me really tell you about Dan. Yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you remember who edits these? Editor in chief. Yeah, I yeah. think
2: uh, <clears throat> that's one of the things that we 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 thought like we're just normal people, yeah. and I think there's you know looking out there not saying to all the other podcasters and all the other folks that are out there with a microphone and a camera but that you're not normal but I, just having regular conversations because the world is so crazy just we just wanted to share the fact yeah. that hey normalcy exists yeah. and we're actually the majority yeah. yes, uh, yes and and i think that's what's been yeah. the thread that we've all been yeah. able to. And
1: what happens in our country today is so many people, the vocal ones, the liberals, the Democrats, all those the liberals, uh, progressives who are against Catholicism, they're so loud. Yeah. They're the voices that are heard. Yeah. And so then a Catholic thinks, wow, I'm, I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. But shows like this say, you know what? You're not by yourself. In fact, you're part of the majority. Yeah, those right. other people, they may be loud, yep. but they're still the minorities. Mm-hmm. And nobody really wants to be associated with them. Right. It's so I mean, true. I mean, and and you, you sh- guys are much more fun to be a social <laughs> well, you.
0: But you even said in one of your talks uh, that I've listened to that, you know, if you want to be a rebel, if you want to be unique and noticed, be a Catholic. Yeah. yeah,
1: That's what my son, when he was 16, he said, Dad, I think I'm going to get some tattoos and earrings. And I said, well, first of all, you're not. <laughs> if you come in with an earring, there's going to be a little hole. When I'm done, it's going to be a big hole. And I said, and second of all, why would you want to do that? And he says, well, Dad, I, I want to be different. And I said... You want to be different by being like everyone else? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everybody's doing it. That's what It's not being different. I said, if you want to be different, if you really want to stand out, be an authentic Catholic. Amen. And my son took me up on it. And he went and bought it. He bought his new car. He bought it himself when he was 16. He saved up since he was eight years old to buy this Ford Explorer. (laughs) I took him down to the Ford Motor Company. He bought a brand new one off the front. Oh, sweet. And he went with his buddies. They went to the lumberyard, and they bought pieces of plywood, and they painted them. They put pro-life signs on them. Oh, good for them. they started driving on saturday all day saturday they drove through ann arbor which is one of the most liberal university towns mm. and he said dad everywhere we went there giving us the finger Good and we gosh, were spilled on yes. we we're say god loves you and save the babies he said, dad. There you go. he said we never had more fun in our life he said we were total rebels today. Uh, and go. then exactly. they came back and they all smoke cigars and play cards in the garage yes yeah that's catholicism yes. 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 amen but yeah. just amen. think all the things we've Discussed in an hour. Here. Yeah, sure. Goodness, you know, we've covered yeah. a lot of bases. Yeah, this has
2: yep. been great. Yeah, been we can have you fun. on again. You know, when <laughs> are you coming back? No. <laughs> well, uh, we've we've been able to make it up to Michigan, and it, we had a great time. It was my first time. I yeah, know. same here. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, maybe who knows? We might yeah. make our way up up north well if
1: you ever do uh, we have a studio and we'd be happy to have you use it and we do a show like this because I live only 10 minutes from Ave Maria Radio oh, awesome. and oh, they have a whole new video uh, studio set up so. oh,
0: I love looking at everybody's toys Yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you ever yeah. come video up there toys. again let me know okay. and we'll awesome.
1: do it we'll get Teresa to come in in one show I'll do another show we we'll oh, get Al yes. Crest to do a show oh, wow.
2: that, that would awesome. be great yeah, yeah really we've bad. we've been on with both of those uh, those heavy hitting all stars yeah. you know on the radio <laughs> Yeah, right. so that'd be awesome to yep. see on yeah. set location yep. yeah. Yeah, we
0: spend some time with them here at the end of january we're going on the good news cruise yep so we're going to be joining al and yep and Teresa and i'm you.
1: not on this one i was on the last one and i'm on the next one ah, all right <laughs> okay okay give yeah. us a reason to go yeah. on the next yeah. one then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've been asking so i, guess I don't we have to tell them yes <laughs> yeah it's
2: it's a marriage you know uh, cruise so right. i don't think my wife will be too sad if we have to go on two in a row no, yeah, <laughs> right, no. or three or four or five yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, what our right. goal is to do with corporate travel, because we we're partners on a lot of things and we work together, is to get a cruise that is exclusively just the good news cruise, where mm. we own the ship. It's mm-hmm. not going to be as big a ship, yeah, but right. everybody on the ship would be the same. And I amazing. told them it'd be smart to have two tracks: one a family track and one an apologetics track. Yeah, yep. Are Bible you listening, John? John Hale, are you listening? <laughs> and that way, the whole ship would be just us, and it'd yeah. be much more comfortable. Yeah.
2: Well, that's where why we were invited to Michigan. That's yeah. where we went and stayed. Uh, got to you know have dinner at. The, with the Hale family yeah. at their home and uh, I have
0: Father Ricardo and then Joe Krupp yeah. Father, Father yeah, Joe Father Krupp oh, good man. folks yeah, yeah he's a, he's a hoot yes, yeah, he, yeah is. he is he is
2: full of Krupp I tell you <laughs> man. he's the MC on it's this show Krupp yeah. Yeah, I is. said yeah. Krupp yeah. K-U-R-U-P. Yeah. P. K-U-R-U-P two, piece. two pieces two pieces <laughs> all right <laughs> well, Good. Steve, well, thank thanks you. again. Morning, oh, thank where you. can
0: our uh, viewers get
1: more information? Catholicconvert.com. That's like the hub of the wheel. I've got all hundreds of free documents you can download, hundreds of conversion stories, all of our pilgrimages. Actually, you can go if you can't afford to go on a pilgrimage. Every pilgrimage I've done in the last 10 years, I have a two-hour minute, a two hour movie On YouTube movie that you can actually watch a virtual trip with aerials and music and everything. So every trip we do, we make a full two-hour movie of it. So you can go watch those movies. You can see our pilgrimages coming up. I have my store there with all my movies and books and everything. And. I'll be, sure to awesome. com. Yeah. Yes. I'll be sure to
2: personally share it as well. Thank so. you. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. And I know awesome. Tony's the master of, of social media. so <laughs> And like Joe with video.
1: Catholicconvert.com. It's a hard name to remember. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Keep
0: it simple. Well, thanks again, Steve, for Thank being you. here. And Thank in you. the meantime, be bold, be real, be Catholic. God, God, God bless. bless you.